3: Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki and you listen to the MAPS Step Back podcast.
4: Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luka carrying a torch, Borden jumped up on the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game and he a legend by his fourth, look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving, as the palace, young team and it's full of talent, won revenge, we accept the challenge, Luka carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it Really ain't that hard to see Hold on, wait Silence the critics Cause they never did it Pass out Jordan I ain't woke up the city Map shooting hot Like we straight out the chimney Go back to Batman I'm calling them Drizzy Moe triple doubles I'm waiting on 50 Step back smoother You know it's so filthy If I get down on my team gonna lift me Rap the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, no, we gotta get back. Rap the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 All right. How we
1: doing, guys? Can everybody hear me okay? Yes, Sean. I agree. Bobon is definitely greater than Dalton Trigg. 100%. No argument. <laughs> All right. So, Matt, as you guys know, he uh, he works for 105.3 The Fan, and one of his colleagues uh, had to take a sick day today, so he's got, like, double... double the work to do today and he may not be able to join us Uh, actually i I think i know for a fact he can't join us but we'll see uh so if anybody has anything they want to talk about or ask me about uh feel free to send a speaker request i'll get you up here and and uh we'll, we'll talk about how we're feeling with this mavs clippers uh first round matchup so uh, just to recap, the Mavs finished the regular season forty-two and thirty. Uh, they finished with a three-way tie with Portland Trail Blazers and the Los Angeles Lakers, and they won the tiebreaker, putting them uh, as the fifth seed due to them winning the Southwest Division. So, uh, and then they they would have played the Denver Nuggets in the first round if the Clippers hadn't blatantly tanked that last game against OKC, like I. <laughs> Like they should have been fined for that. Uh that was that was the worst game I've ever seen somebody so obviously throw. Uh it was it was disgusting to watch. Like there there's absolutely no way uh OKC should have won that game, but the Clippers tried so hard to lose it and they and they did. So they angled hard for the Mavs, so I, I hope uh the Mavs take that personally in this uh this second straight year of playing them in the playoffs. And you know that they want to get revenge for last season. And the fact that the Clippers tried so hard to make this uh, round two of Mavs Clippers uh, happen, the fact that they tried so hard to make that happen, I I feel like they should uh, take that as, you know, being disrespectful and hopefully put together a really good series. They're a lot deeper this time around, uh, they don't have a you know as many injuries as they did last year when they faced the Clippers. They didn't have Jalen Brunson, uh, didn't have Willie Collistein, didn't have Dwight Powell. Um, so, yeah, uh, didn't have KP. Only had KP for 2.5 of those six games in the series uh, before he tore his meniscus. So, uh, things are looking up this time around. Uh, they played the Clippers very well in the regular season. Uh, That 50-point win early on, you know, that one's kind of a wash because Kawhi didn't play in it. But the other two games, uh, the first, the the second game they played the Clippers, they ended up losing by 10, but it was a four-point game with like two or three minutes left, I believe. And then they just kind of went super cold at the end, and then they turned right back around and beat the Clippers, uh, who were fully healthy uh, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing, beat them by 15. In that third game to win the uh, the season series. So overall, they have played this Clippers team, you know, very well. Uh, Patrick Beverly, he's going to be back for them in this postseason series after only playing. Uh, our guy Kirk Henderson at Mass Moneyball. He loves to point out that uh, Patrick Beverly only played like sixty seconds in that <laughs> that Mass Clippers series. Uh, last season, and Luca scored 10 points on him during that time, and we never saw him again for the rest of that series. So uh, I don't know if that's a plus or a minus for the Clippers that, that Patrick Beverly is available, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think this is why avoiding the play-in was so big, y'all. Uh, they get a week off. Luca he looked very rough these last few weeks. Uh, he's, he's worn down. He's tired. Uh, but then we saw, you know, Late in the season, a couple weeks ago, they gave him the game a game off, and so he had like three or four days of rest. And the Mavs were able to win, you know, even without him playing. And then he came back from that three four days rest and put up like thirty points, twenty assists, ten rebound game against the Wizards. So (laughs) it's very big uh, that Luca gets nearly a full week off to recuperate, uh, to give his body a rest, and to. Uh, be at full strength when they play the Clippers. And it ne- it never hurts to give KP, uh, you know, some more time off as well. So overall, I'm encouraged Encouraged about this matchup. Uh, I think when Luka and KP are healthy, and, you know, given the way Tim Hardaway Jr. has played this...
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: If you're Dorian Finney-Smith, he really turned it around in the second half of this season with his shooting. Uh, you know, Josh Richardson, he's still a question mark, but he has played, you know, better towards the end of this season than he did in the first half. Uh, you know, I, I'm just – I'm encouraged. I think the Mavs can compete with anybody on any given night if they're focused. And thank goodness they don't have to play anybody, any bottom dwellers anymore. Because anytime they play somebody that's like well below them in the standings, they they've had trouble this year, but they always play up to their competition. And so that's that's one reason I'm encouraged.
3: So the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts.
4: At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Uh,
1: Okay, I'm going to start taking some uh, speaker requests here. Have Patrick Mavrello.
5: What's up, man? That's where I want to start, actually. That is our difference maker, is Mavrello look I, I'm not going to uh I'm not
1: going to deny that now look i I'll, I'll let you you know talk about him all you want to I, I promised <laughs> our listeners that I wouldn't make a full segment out of him ever again after what happened on the last locker room though so <laughs> I'm putting'm putting, <laughs> oh, I'm putting no. like a two minute time limit on mavrello <laughs> oh
5: no'm I'm not I'm not gonna dwell too much into him or his backstory but I mean it's just he is
1: he, he is in my profile picture on Twitter now though.
5: He uh <laughs> he
1: edited my profile picture and put him in the background and I changed it just, you know, for good vibes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, the good vibes. Um, I kinda wanted to start before that, uh before we even discuss the Mavs Clippers like matchup. I mean this season has to probably be it's probably considered a success kind of when I think about it, just with how bad you know they were at one point in dealing with COVID, like that. This team's actually the five seed has kind of really surprised me. I figured we for sure would have been in the play-in, if anything. I mean, what are your? Oh thoughts yeah.
1: On? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I look. This is, and look, things could have been much better for the Mavs if if they hadn't been. You know, there's two things before they even got hit by COVID. You know, Luca came into this season very out of basketball shape, Uh, which, you know, I mean, I'm not one to be talking about people being in shape or not, but, you know, just from an NBA perspective, he was, (laughs) he was not ready to go. And they struggled early, even before they got hit by COVID. So then when they got hit by COVID, it's like, oh man, this team might be in the lottery. They were playing so bad. And then you had to factor in when the guys came back and they had to get, you know, reacclimated to, uh, playing in real NBA games, and it looked dark there for a while. Uh, but, you know, once once guys started getting their legs back under them and once they got healthy again, you know, you saw what this team was capable of. Um, especially, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, he was one of the guys that, that got COVID and was out for a while, and his shooting was not very good at all. He took a tremendous dip. Uh, you know, from what we saw last year when he shot 37% from the field. But then, you know, when he came back from COVID and got his legs back under him and uh, he also had a child uh, about a month or so ago, two months ago, uh, he's he's been shooting lights out. He shot so well uh, these last couple months that I think he ended up shooting 40 or 41% from three on the season, which, you know, three to four point percentage points better than what he did last year and a lot of people were talking about how his shooting last year was an outlier and that he wouldn't be able to keep it up going forward but he proved him wrong this year tim hardaway jr he he shot 40 percent from three again uh so I, i'm you know I'm, I'm really encouraged by it and i do think this season is a success you know because to go from where they were after that brutal January stretch where they fell to 9-14, and 14 and, you know, it just looked hopeless after they lost by, I think it was 31 to the Warriors <laughs> to get them that 14th loss. Uh, yeah. To go on the run that they did in the second half of the season and to end up as the, uh, the fifth seed in the West, I mean, it, it's pretty impressive. And there's really not that much difference in the standings between uh, between them and the Clippers and the Nuggets, you know, if it, if they hadn't gone through those uh, through that brutal January stretch, it almost makes you wonder how high they could have climbed into the into the West standings. Because, like I said earlier, they played down to their competition, but during that stretch, you know, they played the Suns two times in a row, they played the Jazz two times in a row. Uh, you know, they played some good teams, and we've seen you know, when they're fully healthy, how they play against the Jazz, the Suns, that might have been a different story because they've struggled against them over the last handful of years. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, it, I think it's definitely considered a successful season. It's a step forward uh, because they finished as the seven seed last year. And, you know, now we'll see if they can take the next step again and, you know, try to try to put away the Clippers in round one, which won't be easy. I mean I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but you know, it uh they I think they have a chance because they have more experience now. Uh their roster is healthier. And I mean I, I just I have the I have the feeling that we're gonna have one of the greatest coached series ever by Rick Carlisle since he's going up against uh Ray Rondo <laughs> in this oh, one. Yeah. So I I'm very hopeful for it but yeah successful season for sure Patrick.
5: Yeah, well let me make one quick comment and then I'll let someone else get up on here but I mean that's that's the thing we're going against one of the top title contenders I believe you know. I mean the Clippers and Lakers I mean those are the two teams that you know just like similar to last season are expected but I I mean even last year look at you know fought all the way until the end in that series and you know, it's, it should be really fun. And, I mean, even if, like, even if we were to get swept or whatever, as long as they play hard and, you know, give it their best. Like, I, I'm, i you know, I think we're lucky that this team is as good, really, as they've played. But, all right. Well, I yep. appreciate it. and Yeah, I'll Patrick. Else get up on here. Yeah, and appreciate it, man. You know, hopefully we can still, I mean, if we can still two games at least if not take the series you know that's that would that would be awesome to me
1: yeah absolutely agree I appreciate it Patrick and uh look you know that last season Luca did what he did in that six game series being severely shorthanded and real I mean the Clippers had no answer for Luca and KP together so you know that he got very questionably uh, ejected in that game one when they were winning at the time <laughs> late in the game. And then he, ended, you know, he got injured and couldn't uh, keep up after, after game three it was very unfortunate. And, you know, yeah. I really feel like uh, that duo will play very well in this series. I This is just my hunch. And look, I, I've been, I've been one to criticize KP a pretty good bit this season. He's looked awful defensively uh, but I, I've said from the beginning of this season I've you know when we started seeing his defensive struggles that I really believe that it's more mental than it is you know what he's physically capable of so my theory is I feel like he's been cautious extra cautious in the regular season not wanting to do too much uh, to potentially you know get himself hurt before the postseason. And I think we're going to see a different type of aggression from KP in the playoffs now. Uh, now that's not saying that, you know, he might not get hurt again. There's always that possibility, but I think we're going to see more of bubble KP in the postseason than what we've seen, you know, a lot of times during the regular season, because uh, like I said, he, he just hasn't really, he hasn't really given a hundred percent. And I think that's mostly because in the back of his head, he's thinking, oh man, what if I get injured again? And I'm not able to play in the playoffs. So Uh, I'm hopeful for that. All right. Next up, we have Andrew Bentley. What's up, man?
3: What's up? What's up, Dalton? Uh, As you pointed out briefly, we got the coach advantage in this series. I don't know if we're going to win the series or not, but Carlisle can coach the rings around Tyrone Liu as it comes to X and O's. Oh, absolutely. Go back to March where we had the head with back to back games of both the Clippers and the Portland. We lost the first game. Carlisle made the adjustments and we won the second game of both those back and backs.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And look, Rick Carlisle, this is what you pay him for. He is a playoff coach. You know, he's a good coach overall. But I mean, playoff basketball is where he thrives. Uh, And, you know, even last year, you know, Luca was amazing. But a lot of the, you know, uh, a lot of the praise for them being able to stretch that series to six, despite how underwhelming the roster was due to injuries, you know, that was partly on, on Rick Carlisle too. He, he had a good coaching series against Doc Rivers. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. He, he can coach circles around Ty Lue for sure. And I think, you know, just given the way they played this team, if you look at how they played the Clippers in the regular season this year, versus how they played them in the regular season last year before that playoff series, there was just a lot more confidence from the Mavs this time around. You know, they're 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 not scared of the Clippers. I mean, I, they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and, you know, a lot of good other players. But, you know, you just got a different sense of confidence from the Mavs this season in that particular matchup than you did last year.
3: So Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. And I think Rick Carlisle, he could I really do think he's going to have one of the one of the better coaching
3: series of his life. Yep. That's what we're going to look for. I don't know if we're going to win or not, but this is at least going six or seven. So,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. For, I, I definitely think it's going to go six or seven. And like I said, I'm not I'm not going to predict a Mavs win. But I know they're they're definitely capable, and it really just uh, – it depends on KP. I mean, it really does. Yeah. Luke, we, we know Luke is going to do his thing, especially since he's getting to rest now for a week. Uh, I think the other guys are going to show up. Uh, I think Maxi – you know, that that's another wild card too, uh, oh, Maxi Kleeva. Yeah, Kleba, Max yeah he, his Achilles has been giving him trouble, and he just hasn't looked like himself for, you know, a month or so now. Uh, really, since he came back from – from covid but uh you know last year he shot 37 or 38 percent from three on the season and then in that series against the clippers he shot 19 percent, which yeah. was i mean you just you can't i mean you can have a little bit of a drop off like tim hardaway jr i think he shot 39 percent and ended up shooting 35 or 36 so he dipped off a little bit in that clipper series too but you can't you can't have what uh a drop off like Maxie did, and you know, yeah, 50% drop, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping he's able to, uh, you know, get a little bit of revenge himself, you know, specifically given how he played in that last series. And I hope Dorian can keep it up. And who knows, man, maybe, maybe we'll get something from Josh Richardson that we, that we didn't get, you know, in the regular season because this is really what they traded for him for that, you know, with the playoffs in mind and, uh, having a better, uh, defense in postseason play, so
3: we'll see how it yep. goes. But when the lights get the brightest, we'll see who steps up. And I feel in the next two or three weeks is going to make a lot of decisions for us. What we're going to do in the off season?
1: Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, that, I said it uh, on the last locker room we did. You know this, uh, or no? It was in my buddy Kirk's locker room that this series is going to determine whether KP is a Maverick. You know, by opening night next year, mm-hmm. I believe that one hundred percent. So. All right, Andrew, anything else you want to add? Nope, that's
3: all I got. Let's go, Mouse. All right,
1: man. Appreciate it. All right, next up here, we have... Okay, I'm not... Is it, is it Rutuj? Rutuj uh, how do you say your name?
2: Uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. Rutuj. Yep.
1: Okay, sweet. Uh, what you got for me?
2: Yeah, so I, I think we all agree that k p is gonna be the most important determining factor if the mavericks uh, uh for the mavericks to win the series because i think if if k p can defend at a higher level and he's he's not defended well uh in the last couple of games but if 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 he can sort of increase his lateral quickness and and contest uh the the shots because he's gonna get targeted in the pick and roll right uh yes only then I think the Mavs have got a chance. And also, uh, with KP, if he plays a five, uh, the Mavs play drop coverage, right? And the Clippers are the best three-point shooting team in the league, at least uh, they've got the best efficiency. They shoot almost 41% from the three-point line. So are you worried about that part of, of the defensive strategy that the Mavs use?
1: I mean, I am, but that's only if my theory about, you know, KP's mentality is wrong, you know, because I I really do believe that if he's able to, I think he's physically capable of being the guy we saw last year, and I don't think, uh, you know, with him going 100%, I don't think he he will be a, a liability on defense, and I don't think they'll have to change anything like that, but you know, if, if say I'm wrong, and say we we start seeing the KP we've seen, you know, the last couple of months, and he's just uh, he's just not moving right, and it, it really is a physical thing and more of a mental thing, then then I'm going to start to get more worried. Then you got to start thinking, okay, well, <laughs> do, do we need to play Willie Collie Stein more uh, than KP just to have a more of a defensive presence out there? If they're just killing, because I mean, look, KP can hit shots. Uh, you know, he he can get hot and hit shots and everything. But if he's not playing, even you know, if he's not playing decent defensively, then I mean, that's really not doing anything for you because he, you know, more times than not, uh, he'll end up as a, a negative in the box score if he's not if he's not playing defense as well as his offense. And then if he, if he goes cold and he's not hitting shots offensively, then you have a, <laughs> then you have a double whammy there. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm not, I'm not concerned right now because I really do believe he's capable of, of doing what we've seen, seen him do in spurts, you know, when it mad KP, when he's angry and when he's focused and everything, you know, I, I feel like, that's the guy we'll see uh, come postseason time because he's really – he is. they have managed him all season uh, just to get to this point. You know, that's the point of all the resting him on the back-to-backs and being super cautious and him looking like he's really trying not to get hurt even when he's out there. I mean, that's what all this is for, to prepare him for this moment. Now he can go all out, and that's really what I'm expecting.
2: You have anything else for me? I hope you're right. No, no, man. No. I hope you're right and I hope we upset the clippers. Um and if not, I, I hope the Lakers lose against against the Warriors and they play them in the second round anyways. Because I, I hated what they did there, you know, against the Rockets and OKC.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was that was absolutely uh disgusting. <laughs> I've never seen more of a more of a blatant uh, tank job from a team that high in the standings to dictate a matchup ever. Like, it's – I couldn't believe it. But anyway, good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, it's it's not going to be easy. Uh, but they have the revenge angle going for them. They have, uh, you know, like I said, the, the full week of rest it's going to help. Uh, they have the coaching advantage. Uh, they have, in my opinion, you know, just – roster talent-wise, if KP uh, becomes who we think he is uh, when he's fully engaged and fully healthy, uh, I, I mean, I really do think they have a, a real fighting chance against the Clippers. And look, if, if the Mavs did end up pulling off this upset in the first round, think about the implications that could have for the Clippers and the Mavs. You know, one, if KP shows out and they and they beat the Clippers, He's probably going to stay on the team unless they're just unless they able to get like Bradley Beal or something <laughs> in the offseason. Uh, so he's probably going to stay on the team if they make the upset. Kawhi Leonard could potentially be a free agent uh, this summer. So, you know, after losing in the second round last year after a 3-1 uh, series lead and then turning back around this year and losing to the Mavs in the first round, I mean, you have to imagine he'd at least think about leaving. <laughs> I'm not saying he will because uh, he obviously loves you know, playing in L.A. and everything, but, I mean, it's something to think about at the very least, and, uh, you know, the Mavs have caps. But I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole because I'm saving that for the offseason, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And if the Mavs lose, even if they don't trade KP, they have to do something you know, to, to improve the roster overall, even if you don't say, say they do end up with, with max cap space. They don't have it right now. There's ways Stuff would have to happen uh, for them to get to max cap space, but it's possible. Uh, but say they say, say something pipe dreamy like Kawhi Leonard doesn't, that's not even a possibility and doesn't happen. You can still go out there and spread the money around and, you know, get a guy like uh like uh DeMar DeRozan or uh, Patrick in the chat here said Kyle Lowry. Uh, you know, there, there's guys out there who I would love for the Mavs to get. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, as Alton in the chat said, 100% would be down for that. They need an enforcer like that. Uh, And it's not like Andre Drummond where, you know, <laughs> he's perceived as being good because of his stats. Like Rashawn Holmes is actually really, really good. Like he could be – he could be modern day Tyson Chandler for this team uh but he in my opinion, he can move better than than Tyson could um so i I don't know that the free agency stuff that's gonna be very uh interesting to watch because i mean for the for the front office, this is really gonna be uh their last straw with a lot of fans because there's really no excuse this time around uh the last time they had money to blow was in 2019 and Luca was just a rookie then, you know, he he's accomplished so much more since the last time uh, they had an opportunity like they do now. Uh, so we'll, 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 see if they're able to finally put it together and Luca, he's likely going to make his uh, second consecutive first team all NBA this year. Uh, and then we'll see if it changes the perception Of Dallas, if people really want to play with Luca or not, because you know that's what Cuban and Donnie, thats what they've been preaching uh, for the last couple of months. Uh, You know, all these players want uh, to—they're saying all these different players are wanting to play with Luca. But man, we we got to see it. (laughs) Uh, The proof is in the pudding, as they say. We, We they have to go out, be aggressive, spend some money. They can't wait four or five days wasting time in free agency, uh, you know, to chase a guy like Danny Green like they did last time. who would have been a great addition for the Mavs. I still believe that. Uh, But, you know, they they can't waste that much time on a player like that. You know, you can find another Danny Green somewhere. (laughs) You can, you know, go out and get you a Doug McDermott and, you know, pairing with Rashawn Holmes or, you know, something like that. Just improve the depth. Uh, If you have an opportunity to get a a big name guy, do it, but don't, don't waste time on that. You know, they can't, they can't afford uh, to have another off season like they did in 2019. If they do, there's going to be like pitchforks and (laughs) torches and everything. So, all right, guys, uh, that's really all I've got for today. If any of you guys want to, you know, chime in, I'll give you a second to do a speaker request and, if there's anything particular you want to talk about, uh, I want to give you guys the chance to to come up here and talk about it. So uh, I'll give you a few seconds here. If anybody wants to speak, I'll let you up here. All right. Patrick in the chat says, what's your honest prediction of this series? Look, I'm, I'm going to do all of you a huge favor. I'm not going to make a, a hard prediction on this because <laughs> – if, if I say the Mavs are going to win, then, you know, chances are they're going to lose because I, you know, just, that's just how it's gone for me in predictions uh, the second half of this season. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I'll just say this. I'm very optimistic of their chances just because of how I think KP will play. And like I said, I may be wrong. KP it, maybe that's just me being a homer, you know, thinking that that he's just going to turn it on. But uh, I, I've seen enough in some spurts from him this year that make me that make me think that he's just been holding back for the playoffs. And I hope I'm right uh, because you know, like I said, if, if he comes out there and he doesn't play well in this in this playoffs, uh, I don't think he's going to be on the team next year. Which you know, if he if he keeps play, if he doesn't play well, then and that might be a good thing. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, let me scan through the chat here, make sure I haven't missed anything. All right, Devin Collins says Timmy is going to go off because his dad will be at every game. You know what? That's something to think about too, uh, because uh, Tim Hardaway Senior. He wasn't in the bubble last year. Uh, when the Mavs played the Clippers in that in that first round series, so uh, there might be something to that. I mean, I know, I know that some people say, "Well, it's just a coincidence." I mean, I really don't think it is. Literally, every time Tim Hardaway Jr. has family in the stands, he shows out. <laughs> so uh, that that may be something to watch there. I think he'll, I think he'll. Uh, carry on what he did this season where most of the season he's looked like the Mavs second best player and like I said earlier it's it's really big that they'll have Jalen Brunson too because yeah Trey Burke played well uh, in the bubble last year but they really needed another guy to handle the ball a guy who could get to the rim and distribute a secondary distributor uh, other than Luka because their, their, their playmaking was just it was Luka or nothing last year so it'll be great to have Jalen uh he he shot he nearly had 50 40 90 efficiency this year took a big leap in year three and uh just having him this time around is going to be uh, a luxury and I don't know if Rondo's starting or not for the Clippers uh or if Patrick Beverly I, I don't know how that situation is for them but I, I feel like if we end up in a situation where it's Brunson versus Rondo, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give the the nod to Brunson there because I know playoff Rondo is a thing, but I just really think that uh, the Mavs are going to give it to him this time around. Whether the team ends up winning the series or not, I think it's going to be well coached. I think it's going to be well played. I don't think we're going to have an effort issue, and I think they'll be healthy, rested, and ready to go. So, All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for another episode of Math Step Back Live. Uh, I really think uh, we're going to come back on here tomorrow, maybe. Uh, if not tomorrow, definitely Thursday uh, with uh, Matt and our other DallasBasketball.com colleague, uh, Grant Af- uh, Afseth. Uh, he's a very, very good X's and O's guy, and he's got a, a lot of good stuff. Uh, to bring us here and we're going to talk about individual matchups and you know stuff that rick can do uh, to make life easier on luca and kp and the rest of the guys so y'all stay tuned for that be sure to go like rate and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms we'll have this up as a regular pod uh, later today but yeah we appreciate it guys thanks for tuning in as always y'all have a great rest of your wednesday or tuesday rather (laughs)
4: let me step back for a minute let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.